Welcome back to episode 99 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast, the podcast dedicated to all things Draft FPL. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another Game Week preview going over waiver options, hidden gems and general Premier League chat ahead of Game Week 13. Game Week 12 is yet to conclude but uh, has not been the most exciting set of games so far. It's almost as if cramming in a full round of fixtures with just a day gap either side leads to rotation fatigue and a poor spectacle. But perhaps I'm just making excuses for Spurs. There have been plenty of clean sheets to go around so far, so many that I'm not going to go through all of them, Um, and as I mentioned, not many goals at all. There are still two games to be played this evening, I'm recording this on Thursday. Um, Four teams have all struggled so far, but hopefully we can get some entertaining games out of that. This is obviously the third game week in uh, quick succession, so... Uh, It feels like I've just released one podcast on having to plan for the next one. Um, As I just said, I'm recording this episode on Thursday, the 20th of October. So any team news, injury developments or press conference information are all up to date as of then. And of course, subject to change. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include Joe Gomez, Miguel Almiron and Armando Broya. So let's get into it. Now, Waiver Watch uh, was scuppered this week by some technical issues with the global dashboard. So unfortunately, can't bring you the waivered in and out data. Um, but that will be back tomorrow once a new round of waivers have been processed. Let's do a quick roundup of the fixtures then. On the whole, some fairly even matchups in Game Week 13, which is always an opportunity in draft. We've got Everton Palace, Chelsea United, Villa Brentford, Leeds Fulham, Wolves Leicester... Um, Spurs, Newcastle and even West Ham, Bournemouth. The only mismatches really are City at home to Brighton, Liverpool uh, away to Forest and Arsenal away to Southampton. There are now just four games before the World Cup, including this weekend, game weeks 13 through 16. Um, And whether you only plan until then is up to you, but there are a few teams who have nice runs that span beyond the international break and some that don't. Aston Villa return after the World Cup with Liverpool and Spurs, so you might not want to look too long-term for them. Likewise, Leicester return with Newcastle and Liverpool after the international break. Um, Leeds have a pretty tough run before and after the World Cup. They've still got Liverpool and Spurs to play in the next four weeks and then come back to City and Newcastle. United are well worth looking at. Um, I think this week, I know they are away to Chelsea, but that means many will be put off when glancing down some of the last-minute moves. But after that, they have a very nice run that extends through the World Cup into the new year. Forest have Liverpool at home, Arsenal away next, and then return after the World Cup with United away on Boxing Day um, and also play Chelsea on New Year's Eve. Probably not the best time to be looking at their guys. And ownership for most of them, barring Henderson, will rightly drop over the next month. West Ham return with uh, Arsenal away, but then have a very nice run into February, so I wouldn't be against holding a West Ham defender. On to the main picks, starting with Joe Gomez for Liverpool. His ownership is pretty low, nearly hidden gem territory at just over 12%. Looks set to remain in the 11 with Canate and Matip still sidelined. Um, very good chance for clean sheet. Bookies are putting it at 63%. If he's available, I would definitely be looking to bring him in. 
Another defender with criminally low ownership is Kanji for City, sitting at around 15%. City face Brighton at home. Um, pretty good clean sheet chances for them this weekend as well. Stones is still out, but Laporte is now fit. Um, I don't yet have a good grasp on how these guys are going to be used moving forward. However, for now, I think Diaz plus a Kanji seems to be working out quite well. For Man United, it's Diogo Dalot. His ownership is a bit higher at 27%. Class performance against Spurs, as mentioned earlier, once they get beyond the game at Stamford Bridge this weekend, they've got a very nice run through to January. And if any of their regular defenders are free um, and you're not sitting with great waiver priority because of the cracking start you've had, now could be the time to get them in. Now, unlike the current UK political situation, this man is not for turning usually when it comes to hard set footballer opinions, but... Um, Miguel Amaron is starting to make me do a U-turn. I'm still not having it that he meant that one to goal the other day, but the goal he scored last night was as purposeful as you can get. With new signing Isaac out for a while and St. Maximan continuing with his annual timeshare in the physio room, he has fully stepped up to provide the goal-scoring impetus that Newcastle need to progress. Uh, and with their rock-solid defence, things are looking very good for Eddie Howe. Amron's ownership sitting around 29% in 18 leagues at the moment. So for most out there, he will be available. On to the hidden gems. So these are all guys with less than 10% ownership in 18 leagues. Now I mentioned him on the last pod and that's Ryan Sessegnon, ownership around 9%. Um, I fully expected him to start Old Trafford and he really should have done in hindsight because Perisic put in another distinctly bang average performance um, and he's starting to grate on me because he's constantly gesturing towards teammates when they don't find him with crosses, etc., um, without putting in any of the performance to back it up himself. So I think Sessignon has definitely earned the right to uh, show again what he can do with the starting spot in this team, which is very uninspiring at the moment. So Spurs have Newcastle at home, then Bournemouth away in their next two, which isn't bad from a defensive point of view. Now, in a similar way to Sessignon, I think we've seen the limitations that Ben Davies has in this system and defensively has just been too lax. Everything we've seen from Longley so far is an upgrade. He's positionally much more disciplined and again, cannot see him not starting the Newcastle game at the weekend. The clean sheet percentage for Spurs at the weekend currently stands at around 34%, which isn't great, but it's not the worst. The difference is that obviously Sessignon buys you that attacking threat as well, whereas with Longley you are more reliant on the clean sheet points. Next is Tilo Kera for West Ham. Slightly better clean sheet odds lie in the West Ham defence and the versatile German defender has less than 1% ownership so far. So uh, pretty sure far away into their defence if you fancy them to keep out Bournemouth at home, which isn't a bad bet to make. Now, I'm fairly sure this guy will be somewhere on the most wavered in list this weekend. And that's Michael Elisa for Crystal Palace. His ownership in 18 leagues is just 3%. Um, and with his return in midweek, I'm sure he'll be on a few people's radars, particularly as Palace continue with their nice fixture run. Now, in a sort of uh, RTs do not equal endorsement kind of way, I'm going to mention Adama Traore. His ownership is around 1%, an absolute wild card pick if you enjoy high blood pressure. Good header for his goal in midweek. I expect he'll start again because Wolves need to capitalise on any form that they can at the moment. But fundamentally, he is still an awful footballer who continues to steal a living. Finally, uh, Armando Broyo for Chelsea is ownership around 4%, probably one for the larger leagues, but a really positive sign that Potter is going to give him a chance. For modest size league, you're probably going to be after strikers with more reliable minutes. But for those in bigger leagues, definitely one to grab if available. And should anything ever happen to a Bamiyang, definitely one to reach for as soon as possible. 
And finally, my most hidden gem pick ahead of this weekend is Emerson for West Ham. Not a guarantee to start, but if he does, he would be a comfortable most hidden gem selection for me this week. Attacking threat and a clean sheet chance of 37% ain't bad for scraping the barrel in a 16-team league. So that is it for this episode. A reminder that the waiver deadline is Friday morning at 11am ahead of the lunchtime kickoff on Saturday. Another shortish pod to round off a busy week. And I've got the all-important 100th episode to plan to bring you ahead of the usual game week preview uh, in the middle of next week. So stay tuned for that one. If you haven't already, please head over to draftfc.co.uk to have a look at all of the dashboards we've produced this year. If you haven't signed up yet, you can and get a seven-day free trial, which gives you full access to everything that the paying members have. For those who have already signed up and are used to using um, the dashboards, um, those who use the global dashboard regularly may have noticed a new feature creep into the tabs this week, though it's something that is still in beta testing, but something I'm very excited to share with you all once it is fully cooked. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you're currently listening on so you don't miss out on any of those future episodes. And as I said, there will be an episode dropping before the next game week preview to commemorate our 100th episode. If you need to reach out or ask a question, the best way is on Twitter. Um, give us a follow at draft underscore FC and send a DM. I'm usually pretty quick to get back to people on there. But best of luck ahead of your moves before game week 13. And as always, stay shook. Sure.